0: You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed episode 249. Hi there rockstar and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host Christina Canters, speaker, coach and founder of The C Method where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. Now today, is a very exciting day because, drum roll, I really need a sound effect for that, which I don't have. (laughs) Anyway, you get a drum roll. Doors to the C-Method Academy open today. Yes, the Academy is my monthly members-only training and accountability program. Now, if you love this podcast and you want to go further in your communication skills development and you want to get direct access to me, and be supported by our amazing community, then the Academy is for you. Go to thecmethod.com slash join for more information and to register. That's thecmethod.com slash join. Now, I'm keeping doors open only for two weeks, okay, two weeks only. And after that, the doors will close and the investment will go up for the next time we open. So make sure you jump on that. All right, let's get into today's episode. Now, if you were listening, if you've listened to the last, to some recent episodes, you'll know that I went on the Vipassana 10-day meditation course in December in 2019. And if you've listened to those other episodes I've done, you'll know that it was very intense, very difficult, very painful, but also extremely transformational. And I learned a lot. I shared some of my learnings in um, How to Be Happy in the episode How to Be Happy or How to Not Be Miserable, and also the episode before that where I share more of my experience of how I went. Now, in this episode, I'm sharing with you five more lessons that I learned from Vipassana. And these have taken a bit of time for me to process. But I've slowly, you know, from talking to people about it, I've come to the realization and going, oh, yeah, I learned that as well. So a lot came from it. And of course, all of these lessons, I will relate back to how it affects you and what it might mean for you in the workplace, in your day-to-day challenges. All right, so let's get into it. Firstly, number one, the first lesson is it's not enough to understand something intellectually You must learn it at an experiential level. Now, the whole point of Vipassana was to provide you with an intense, deep experiential learning experience. And so this meant sitting down and meditating for 10 hours a day. So I experienced the pain and the misery firsthand. But it was only through doing that where I truly learned the lesson and I learned the impact. And I t- I've talked about this on, on my, my, the episode about how to, how to be happy. I truly experienced what it was like to be attached to something. And I explained how I was attached to not being in the meditation. I wanted to be out of the meditation. I wanted to be on break. But then when I was on break, I wanted the break to end. So I was constantly attached to the next thing and the next thing and wanting what I couldn't have. Now, you could have told me at the time, I could have learned that intellectually, I could have read it somewhere and you might have told me, you know, Christina, in your life, you, did you know that by attaching yourself to, for example, in wintertime, wanting it to be warmer, that's actually creating you misery and vice versa? And if you told me that, I would have been like, oh yeah, sure, I totally get that, but I wouldn't have fully really learned it because I hadn't experienced it. Now, in much the same way, you can listen to my podcast and think, yes, I know what mindset I need to reduce my anxiety when speaking to senior leaders, for example, but unless you've experienced it for yourself, you will you'll never truly know. And this is why I encourage you and I encourage all my clients to do this, to do the things that scare you, to experience what it's like. You can't possibly learn how to overcome your fears or reduce your anxiety if you're not doing that thing that creates the anxiety, right? And this is what I talk about all the time when I've done things like when I've gone busking, when I did stand-up comedy. All of those things terrified me, but doing it really gave me that experience of overcoming the fear or at least lessening the fear, So that's the first thing I want to share with you. You must learn something at an experiential level. And that's one reason why I've created, that's why I run my group programs in the C-Method Academy because it allows people that opportunity to put into practice what they've learned and to report back to the group and to share what they've gone through and whether or not it's made an impact for them. That is where the true results occur. Lesson number two. Everything is impermanent. Now, in one of the evening discourses at Vipassana, they play a video. It goes for about an hour and a half of the main teacher who shares his thoughts around, you know, gives us a bit of a breakdown as to what we've been going through. And he, he talks about a river. He says, I want you to look at a, a river. The river might seem like it's permanent. You know, it's there constantly. It's, it's, it's just there. But that river is constantly changing. That river is made up of tiny little water droplets that are all moving at such a fast pace that sometimes it can seem like it's one piece. You know, it's made up of one thing and it's just constantly there. But in reality, it's constantly changing, constantly changing, constantly changing. And the river that, like if you were to jump in a river – the river that you, that, that, that same river is not the same river, you know, when you jump out again. And it's the same with us humans. We are constantly changing. You know, our new, new skin is being replenished. Your hair continues to grow. Even after you die, your nails and your hair continue to grow. I think it's like three days after. So everything in life is impermanent, all right? At some point, it's going to go away. Now, in the meditation... We had to focus on the physical sensations in the body and notice how they came and went, came and went. So I would have like a stabbing itch on my arm, and I would not be allowed to touch it. And I'd be like, "Oh, this stabbing itch is the worst!" And then it would just go away, and I'd be like, "Oh, there it goes." And then it would come back again. I'd be like, "Oh, this stabbing itch, go away!" And I'd want to. I'd be like, kind of writhing away in my seat, trying not to scratch this itch, and then it would go away. And then there were other times where my knee was in so much pain. My mind would say to me, Oh, Christina, you're not going to be able to walk after this. You are not going to be able to walk out of this meditation hall. This is how much damage you've done to your body. And then at the end I would just get up and walk out and I would realize, Oh, that pain too was only temporary. I'm actually fine. Now, The significance of this is that, well, the the lesson in this is that when you create aversion to something, so like that itch on my arm, I'm like, oh, I hate this itch. This is the worst. Go away. I'm creating misery for myself and I'm creating this aversion, this misery about something that's just going to go away anyway. And so the sooner you can understand that everything in life is impermanent, whether it's good or bad. Pleasant, unpleasant, it rises, it passes away. It rises, it passes away. We have a really good job, that job eventually might come to an end. We have a crappy job, that job too, also going to come to an end. You have a fabulous friendship with someone, that could very well come to an end. You work with someone who treats you badly, again, they're not going to be around forever. The problem is we create attachment to things that we desire things that are pleasant you know let's say you're at a party and you're having a really good time maybe it's a barbecue and then like the sun's out and you and you're thinking oh I never want this party to end and then when it ends you get really sad because like oh no I wanted to keep I wanted to keep hanging out with these people and you've just created misery for yourself Because you've attached to this thing that was going to end anyway. And similarly, when we create aversion, you know, if we're frustrated or hateful or upset or angry about something that's just going to go away anyway, it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Why? If you can see that you're creating your own misery by attaching to something that's impermanent, you go, well, maybe I just, maybe I can just let this go you know, I have a client who was given a, a temporary leadership role. So she knew it was temporary and she did a, an excellent job as the new leader. She created successful, you know, a high levels of engagement and productivity within the team. But she became very attached to that position. And when the original manager came back, my client became very upset at having to give up her position. So that's an example of Someone who, who got very attached to something that was inherently impermanent. And when I asked her what her goal was in this role, she said, oh, my goal was to do a good job. My goal was to lead the team as well as I could. Her goal wasn't even to keep the position forever. And so when she realized that you know, she had done a good job then she was like, oh, I have successfully reached my goal, even if it meant not staying in the role. So... I want you to think about if you're going through a difficult time right now or maybe uh, a time in your life when you have gone through a difficult time and you're really struggling. I um, I personally have been struggling a bit in January because I, I moved house. I might have mentioned this. I moved house and my life's been chaos because you're uprooting yourself and everything that you know, everything that's been your comfort for the last number of years picking it up putting it in boxes moving it somewhere else and then unpacking it putting it into new places that you don't know where they are so simple things that should be on autopilot like pouring yourself a cup of tea or finding your socks or sitting on the couch they require more brain power because everything's different I mean we don't even have a couch at the moment we just got our sink working after a couple of weeks of having to do dishes in the bathroom so it's been massively disruptive. And what has helped me to get through it is reminding myself constantly that what I'm feeling is impermanent. This chaos is impermanent. The lowered motivation and creativity that I have for my businesses is impermanent. And that's been really helpful. So think about a time in your life when you felt that something was gonna last forever. Maybe it was something... Something you didn't like, and then you and you feel miserable because you're like, "Oh, this thing's gonna go forever." And I want you to realize that you got out of it right; that was impermanent. And look, maybe you're still in it. Please know that this too shall pass. My friend Emily Wallace she shared a LinkedIn post the other week, which I loved. She she shared how um, a year ago, so it was like this this day one year ago. She was brand new in her business and worried about that she would, you know, she'd not be able to bring in enough clients. She's a buyer's advocate and she was considering going out and getting a nine to five job, but she decided, no, no, I'm going to keep pushing through. But what she did was she wrote a reminder in her phone for a year forward from that date that said, remember when you, a year ago, when you started looking for jobs, you silly girl. And she wrote that as an, a. Uh, um, an event one year forward and then one year later that came up in her phone and she had a laugh to herself because she realized oh wow that was a year ago and now she's doing super well and she's come such a long way and so for her that was a, a really great reminder of where she was and perhaps not feeling so great so that's something I encourage you to do too if you're struggling put an event reminder in your phone for one year from now Or if you're having an awesome time, if something's going really well, then also put in a a reminder for yourself one year from now and go, remember when you were having that amazing time doing that thing. All right, let's move on to the next lesson, which is that pain and discomfort are here to teach us a lesson. Pain and discomfort are here to teach us a lesson. Now, we have a tendency to not want pain and discomfort. We're in pain, we go, oh, I'm in so much pain, this is the worst. We create aversion to it. Instead, if you can shift your mindset towards using pain and discomfort as a tool to deepen your learning and to deepen awareness, it's gonna help you a lot. Having that attitude helps you to distance yourself from that pain instead of reacting to the pain. So, for example, when I'm sitting there in Vipassana, I'm in my sixth hour of sitting, cross-legged, and my hip is killing me, my foot has fallen asleep, It's pins and needles, my knee is aching, I think to myself, instead of going, oh, I hate this pain, this is the worst, I would have to think to myself, okay, this is my body telling me that it doesn't like being stagnant for this long. This is my body telling me that I'm pushing it out of its comfort zone. This is an opportunity for me to practice observing pain without reacting to it. So if you can develop a more constructive relationship with pain and discomfort, you will rapidly grow in your learning you know, every time I have, okay, so I don't, I tend to, I don't get like really angry very often, but on the very, very rare occasions, something, sometimes, sometimes like I have this trigger where I just fly off the handle. And one example was a few weeks ago. So I have a full-time assistant. His name's William and he's fantastic. And hiring him was a big decision because, you know, it's a big investment on my part to pay someone a full-time salary. And he does a lot of work for me and I, and he takes a huge weight off my shoulders. And then I remember one day, Aaron, my husband and business partner, he said to me, what does William even do for you? Like, what do you, like you're paying him all this money. You know what, why are we paying him all this money? And I just lost my shit. I was, <laughs> I don't usually lose my shit. I don't usually say shit on this podcast, but anyway, <laughs> Sorry. I lost it and um, I said to him don't you dare ever suggest that you know blah 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 you know he does so much to me and then I stormed out of the room and then I slammed the door and I sat down and I just sat with my emotions and I thought to myself I was like why did I get so upset that's so unlike me to just get really mad over this one little thing I wonder where that comes from and i sat there and i began to curiously inquire as to why i had behaved in that way and it allowed me to distance myself from it so instead of sitting there and steaming and steaming and steaming and getting really like getting more and more angry and being like oh aaron's this and aaron's that i was able to just let it go and just go huh isn't that interesting i have some sort of um a value here about you know, obviously I, you know, William is adding a huge amount, taking a huge amount of stress off my shoulders and I'm really attached, you know, more attachment, right? I'm attached to that feeling of um, alleviated stress, you know, that feeling of knowing that I can depend on someone. I'm sure there's more to it. (laughs) But my point is, Use your pain and your discomfort as a way to learn more about yourself and to deepen your awareness. So maybe you've been made redundant or you've had an accident or you're getting ready to present and you're noticing all these feelings of maybe anxiety or maybe it's resentment or anger or fear. Just be aware of it and know that it's there to teach you a lesson. All right, lesson number four. Lesson number four is sometimes the lessons we need to learn are the ones we don't realize we need to learn. You know, before I went into Vipassana, I actually wrote down my intention. I was like, here's what I'm going to get out of Vipassana, right? Here's what I want. And I wrote down, I want to cultivate feelings of peace, happiness and joy in any moment I want to have a deep connection to my intuition and higher self. I want to get clear on what I really want and what I want to achieve in life. And I want to get clear on some business questions. And I went in, I wrote that down and I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to learn. Instead, uh, I didn't learn any of those things. But what I learned was completely different. The biggest lesson that I learned was that I'm the cause of my own misery And even though I consider myself generally to be a happy person, I still create a lot of misery in my life through attaching to things. And I had no idea that that was something I needed to learn. But through the very intense um, experiential meditations and time away, that's what came through. And it's funny because reading back on my intention of, you know, I want to cultivate feelings of peace, happiness and joy in any moment what I learned was that you can't – those are feelings you don't cultivate. What you do is actually you remove the misery, which I talked about in my last episode about Vipassana. And there were some other things there where that I've, I've realized really thinking about it that I already knew the answer. Like I, Like to get clear on what I really want, I know what I really want. I do. And I don't know why at the end of last year I thought I didn't. So anyway – this is why reflecting on your life experience, your life experiences is so critical. You know, we're always learning and like I mentioned in my last point where pain and discomfort are here to teach you a lesson, oftentimes they're here to teach you a lesson that you don't even know that you're supposed to learn. So continue, Rockstar, to stay open-minded and allow those lessons – to come in. And the final thing I want to share with you today is that everyone is suffering on the inside. Everyone is suffering on the inside. You know, when I was um, deep in my pain, sitting there, knees hurting, back aching, shoulder hurting, me wondering why, why, my shoulders hurting i would open my eyes a little bit and sneak a glance around the room and look at everyone sitting there perfectly motionless and i would wonder to myself why is no one else feeling the same way as me everyone else is doing fine i'm the only one here. am i the only one here with this issue and on my walks during the breaks i would glance at my fellow students faces and their body language. And I would try to guess what was going on for them. Because So you're not meant to make eye contact or anything, but you know, you sort of like sneak a look at other people. And I would try to guess what was going on for them. Sometimes people would look really serene and calm. Other times they might be kind of more stomping, like stomping around the walking track more, more quickly. So sometimes their body language gave a bit away. And I would think, oh, that person looks a little unsettled. But for the most part, you never really knew what was going on for people. And then afterwards, at the end of the course, when the silence lifted and we were able to talk to each other, I discovered that a lot of people there were in even more pain than I was. People were really struggling. And I realized, oh, I definitely wasn't the only one. In fact, we all were struggling. And we were all struggling with different things. Okay, not everyone was suffering the same sort of pain that I had. Some people could sit there without any physical pain in their hips but maybe their mental anguish was much worse. You know, so everyone's different. So I want you to understand this, that as humans we're very good at hiding the pain that we're in. Most people are faking it until they make it. On the podcast last week, I had a chat with Jason Sultan, who is the founder of the No BS Conference, and we talked about his business struggles, because that's what the conference is all about. With the speakers share what their challenges were, what their struggles were, their real stories, which is something that people don't often talk about. Cause we don't want to share what we're struggling with, because we're supposed to be this perfect superstar right? Who knows everything and is good at everything. That's what we're trying to put out to the world. But in real, in reality, everyone's going through their own stuff. Everyone is dealing with their own insecurities, their own fears, their own imposter syndrome, desperately hoping that they won't be found out and that someone's going to come and knock on their door and say, um, excuse me, you are we found out that you're actually no good at what you do. So we're going to take everything away from you. That's what a lot of people fear. Now, I know for a fact that a lot of you, a lot of you listening might be thinking, oh, I'm the only one who goes red when I speak. I'm the only one who trembles. I'm the only one who feels like I am i don't deserve to be here or that I don't have anything of value to share. And when I run workshops and... Webinars and coaching programs. I'll I'll ask when when someone shares this this struggle. I'll say who who else here has this same challenge? And most people in the room will put their hand up. And then the person who shared their struggle will always look around and go, Oh, I thought I was the only one. And everyone else is like, No, no, me too. So I want you to know that you, with your struggles, your fears, your insecurities, you are not alone. This is why I run group programs such as my small group coaching and the C Method Academy so that I can bring people together and people can put up their hand and say, look, I'm struggling. This is what I'm going through. And then other people can say, you know what, me too. And then that sense of community, that sense of belonging, of knowing that you're not a weirdo and that what you're going through is normal does absolute wonders for people in feeling supported. So something you can do—it's—I do this with my clients. It's called an empathy mapping exercise. Empathy mapping. If you think of a person that you feel intimidated talking to, all right? So draw, draw like a stick figure. So draw a face, draw, you know, a head and a body. And then I want you to write down their name, their age, demographic, do they have family? And then write down all the problems they have and all the fears they have, and make it up. I don't care. It can be. It, it can be imaginary. So it could be, you know, so-and-so's wife wants to divorce him or teenage kid won't talk to him or, you know, worried that the other executives are plotting behind her back to overthrow her. Maybe she's had a, a health scare. Maybe um, one of her rental properties got flooded and it's going to cost them you know tens of thousands of dollars to fix you know what are those like what are the what are the challenges that that person is going through write them all down and when you do that you you can start to realize that oh that person's just human like me they have their own stuff going on oh I actually feel sorry for this person that must be that must be really stressful having that going on for you So this helps you to see that even people who are at a very high level, very senior level, also have their own problems. And then this can help you to, you know, not just feel good about yourself, but it can also help you to be more confident when talking to them because you see them as an equal, not as someone you put up on a pedestal. All right. So those are the five lessons from Vipassana, five more lessons from Vipassana that I wanted to share with you. To quickly recap, firstly, it's not enough to understand something intellectually, you must learn it at an experiential level. The second is nothing lasts forever. Everything is impermanent. Number three, pain and discomfort are here to teach us a lesson. Number four, the lessons sometimes the lessons we need to learn are the ones we don't realize we need to learn. And finally, everyone is suffering on the inside unless you are a Buddhist monk and you can levitate you are su- you are suffering to some extent on the inside so thank you so much Rockstar for listening I hope that has been of value to you. another reminder of course that the C Method Academy membership program has now been opened for this round of registrations we are open for two weeks. We are closing uh, on Wednesday, the 4th of March. So for the next two weeks, you have two weeks to register. Definitely worth getting on board. The investment is only 40 US dollars per month. And if you miss out this round, it's going to go up to 50 US dollars per month. So make sure you jump on that. Go to thecmethod.com slash join. That link is also in the description of this podcast in your app. Thanks for spending some time with me today, Rockstar. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.